The founders of fast casual chain Tacos for Life had no restaurant experience when they started the brand, but they had an interest in easing world hunger and were intrigued by the mission-driven business model forged by companies like Tom's Shoes. Austin and Ashton Samuelson opened the first Tacos for Life six years ago in Arkansas. Since then, the restaurant chain has grown to 18 locations and recently celebrated the donation of its 15 millionth meal. All but three of the units have drive-throughs, a perk that was underutilized until the pandemic hit. Listen to this Buzzworthy Brands conversation with Austin Samuelson to hear how Tacos for Life breathed new life into its drive-throughs to focus on growth, even during this crisis. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Can you um, can you introduce yourself, please? Yes, uh, my name is Austin Samuelson, and my wife and I we started Tacos for Life. Great. Can you tell me a little bit um, the, of the backstory on this concept and, and how it got started? Absolutely, Heather. Yeah. So, uh, really, it, for us, it, it did not start in the restaurant industry. My uh, my wife and I we. Uh, if, if you rewound 10 years ago now, we would have no idea that we'd be where we are. It, it really started for us. We started learning about hunger and starvation. Uh, my wife was teaching school. I was working in uh, commercial real estate and we started learning about just the, the need uh, that people have around us, both here uh, in, you know, at that time we were living in California, uh, in Los Angeles and the need uh, that people had for, for food. And then we started learning about global starvation and it really changed our, our lives. And, and we heard a statistic one day, we heard a stat, it was uh, that 18,000 children, this was back in 2009, 18,000 children die every day from starvation and malnutrition. And we heard that we knew hunger was a problem. We knew starvation was a problem, but we had no idea that it was that big of a problem. And when we heard that, that really put us on this trajectory to uh, where we are today. And so that's really where it started for us. It started uh, with this desire to want to help uh, feed uh, kiddos and help see that number of 18,000 go to zero uh, someday. And uh, we were just, uh, one day we had an idea that, you know, hey, having never worked in a restaurant before, Heather, uh, <laughs> and having no food service experience at all, we thought to ourselves, Hey, how hard would it be to open a uh, open a restaurant that donated a meal for every meal uh, we sold? We we're very inspired by Tom's shoes and uh, their concept of giving a pair of shoes for every shoe they sold. And so we uh, that's that's really what launched us on this trajectory was uh, our mission. So we donate a meal for every taco that we sell. So that's how uh, that's a, a very quick overview of how we got started. Yeah, that's about, outstanding. Uh, so so why a restaurant though, and why not? I mean, any number of other things you, you, uh, businesses you could have gotten into? You know, that's a very good question. I think, you know, we were very, uh, very naive for one, you know, uh, having, uh, never worked in a restaurant before we thought, man, this is just such a fun, uh, fun industry. It appeared to, you know, we love eating out. We love, uh, we love living in Los Angeles and exploring all the great restaurants there. And so that was a very, um, you know, fun idea in our mind right but on the uh, on the flip side though we really love the idea that uh, of what tom shoes was doing and is still doing where you know there's this very close connection between 
the product that uh, the consumer is buying and the need that they are getting to help meet in that. And, and we really were inspired by that. And, and that's really what drives us is we love the, we love the idea that, you know, you could come in, you can bring your kids and, you know, you can have a conversation with your, with your children and say, Hey, those, uh, those two tacos that you're eating, that represents two kids that, that you get to help feed. And so we were very much, uh, very much driven by that fact of, of not just raising money to donate, uh, to feed kids, but also empowering, you know, our, our guests, our communities to help get inspired and, and join us in that, uh, that fight to help end hunger. So what does the brand look like today? How many, how many units? What, what does a typical um, store look like in terms of, of uh, square footage, um, stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. So we just crossed our, our six year birthday uh, back in June. And we currently, we're actually gonna open uh, number 18, uh, restaurant 18 on uh, this Tuesday in Collierville, Tennessee. But uh, we are, you know, we're a fast casual uh, taco restaurant, okay? So all of our locations except for three have, uh, they have drive throughs and um, they, uh, we range anywhere from 2,000 to uh, 3,800 square feet in size. And um, we, uh, we focus really on providing a, a really good uh, guest experience. So, um, so we, ha- we have drive throughs and, and, you know, I'm sure we'll get into the, uh, how COVID has changed our business model and so forth. But, um, you know, pre, pre COVID we were, we had drive throughs but we were pretty slow cause we made all of our food, you know, everything was made to order and we do everything from scratch. But, uh, um, but we, we really focused on trying to provide a great experience for the guests. So from a dining standpoint, we have very, uh, very unique dining rooms. We, we use decor and, and pieces from the countries that we uh, get to help provide food for. And so it's a, it's a, a full on experience that we try to provide our guests. So it's a, a very, uh, we're, we're a unique concept in the, in the fact that, um, you know, we, uh, we, we're, we strive to serve you your, your lunch, your dinner fast. And, uh, but at the same time, we try to provide a full on experience from the ambiance of the restaurant and the service. And it, given your mission, how, how are you guys structured financially? Are you just a, a straight up for-profit business? Are you incorporated like as a, as a B Corp? Oh. Yeah, no, we get this question a lot. So we are a for-profit business. And, um, you know, so every, every taco salad rice bowl that we sell 24 cents from that item is donated to an organization that helps feed uh, children who are in need. So we, we work with one specific organization called feed my starving children. And, uh, they're really good at getting food into the hands of those who need it, uh, the most, but, uh, but no, we're a for-profit business. Uh, the donations come, they sit right in our cost of goods sold. So, you know, the conversations that we have with our team, you know, on a daily basis is we have to work that much harder. We have to be that much more competitive on our ability to bring a profit to the bottom line, because uh, we right off the top, we're, we're sending this, uh, this donation out that, uh, that affects us pretty greatly. So, um, and then of course, being a, a for-profit business, we focus very hard on putting our profits back into the brand to grow, to get where we are today. Cause every restaurant we open provides about 800 to a thousand meals. So there's a strong interest to continue to push that investment back into the brand to continue to grow. For sure. And a couple more questions just related to, to your mission. One, how do you communicate that mission to your customers? And two, do you feel like the fact that you are mission 
based is a traffic driver for you? Yes, absolutely. So we work, we work very hard to communicate the mission and to tell the story. And because what we really want you to see when you come in and talk to us for life is we want you to see that, hey, you know, I'm buying this mill and that's going to help a child out. And the cool thing about, you know, the organization that we work with and the way that we donate the mills, it's very, it's very specific, you know, so you know that, that you're raising a mill and um, that's going to go uh, to a child in need. But we can, we can tell you, you know, the, the areas that it goes to. We have team members and leaders that, that go uh, on a regular basis to help uh, volunteer and distribute the food. So it's a very uh, connected process. The other thing that we do is our guests have uh, our loyalty programs run through uh, an app, our Tacos for Life app. And you have the ability on your app to see how many meals you personally donated. So um, that's a, a very important factor to us. Um, we, we, uh, we've asked ourselves and we've asked our guests really from, from the beginning, you know, what is the primary driver, uh, when eating at tacos for life and the, you know, the feedback that we get Heather is, uh, you know, people come to eat with us because of the food and then they feel really good. They feel connected. They feel very excited. They feel uh, like they want to tell others <laughs> about us because of the mission, you know? So it, 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 it's a, it's a good reminder for all of us that, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to do, we're a restaurant. So we've got to serve really well. We've got to have great food. We've got to provide it in a fast uh, manner. Um, and the better we do that, the, uh, the more meals we get to raise. I love that you've incorporated that into the app. That's, that's really cool that you could see how many meals, you know, your business has, has donated just by yeah. buying tacos. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. And we have, um, on all the stores, you know, we have electronic meal counter boards that are constantly growing. So, uh, just, uh, Gosh, two or three weeks ago, we crossed over the 15 million mil mark and it was cool. A lot of our managers were taking videos of the screen and they had all the guests that were in the dining room uh, up and, uh, you know, safely, you know, apart, of course, but uh, watching it, you can hear everybody cheer because it was real time. It happened just like that. And so we really try to make that connection so that, you know, when you come in, you know that you're getting to help make a difference, you know. Super cool. Like a twist on the uh, McDonald's, you know, 8 billion burgers sold or whatever. Exactly. Yes. So uh, let's uh, back up a little bit to March. Can you tell me um, how the brand reacted immediately and, and kind of what you've done since then? Yes, absolutely. So March, just like uh, for everybody else in this industry, was incredibly challenging. And you know, at first you spend the first few weeks trying to understand, you know, how to, how to protect your team and your guests. And so we, you know, Arkansas, we're, most of our restaurants are located in Arkansas. And then we have, uh, we have two now in North Carolina, one in Tennessee and uh, Texas and, and Oklahoma. But, you know, in this part of the country for us, things moved a little more slowly. It didn't, it didn't come here as quickly. So we had the opportunity to see what, folks were doing, you know, on the East coast, for example, or, or in California. And, um, we actually made the decision to shut our dining rooms down before the state mandated us to do so. And that, that was a good decision and one that I'm very proud of because it allowed us to really get the teams prepared and, uh, really kind of get geared up and get our, um, our mindsets in, in the right place on how to adapt to the change. And so, you know, when we first made that decision it, it it cut our sales by you know we, we we were down to you know 30 percent of the sales of where we should have been and 
you know, for us, we, like I mentioned earlier, we have drive throughs and in, in all of our restaurants, except for just a few. But uh, even so, we're still, we're very much a, a dine-in focused business. Over 65% of our sales pre-COVID was from dine-in. So, um, so, you know, when you, when you make that change, it, it, it affected us pretty greatly. But I'll say uh, our teams just did a phenomenal job. The communities that we're in were incredible and, and really you, you just felt a ton of support. And, um, you know, we, we, we pushed really hard. So we did a few things. One, we, we got focused and it's kind of, uh, kind of ironic, but you know, the drive through, we knew we needed to be faster in our drive through and we knew that our guests wanted a faster drive through experience, even though we are making your food to order. Right. But, um, it took, unfortunately this pandemic to get us, uh, get us there. So we, we've been able to cut our drive through times down by 50%, which has just been incredible. And, uh, we've, we've received a ton of feedback from our guests about how, how important that is to them. And so, uh, that's going to be a continued effort. We, uh, we implemented curbside, uh, pickup, uh, pretty quickly. And, uh, that's, that's not going anywhere, uh, for us as a brand. Uh, we're continuing to see growth in that, even with dining rooms opening up, we did some uh, some menu innovation, uh, such as uh, we launched family packs, and that has just been a, a that's that's been a really a good process as well, and and a need that we saw that our guests had uh, to be able to get you know a, a taco pack that they could feed you know four to five of their family members, take it home, make make life easy for them. So it was uh, you know like everybody else, it was uh, um, it, it caught a lot of us. Uh, by surprise, but I would say uh, today, um, you know, in a lot of ways, Tacos for Life is a better company. We're we're actually comping up year over year, even though our dining rooms aren't uh, fully open. Uh, but our, our it really the credit goes to our teams uh, just for reacting and uh, really doing everything they could to try to keep their team members uh, to continue to give them hours to not have to you know do any layoffs and that sort of stuff. So that was uh, um, I'm just so proud of everybody here. That, uh, that drive-through efficiency is really significant. What, what did you all do operationally to, to make that happen? Well, you know, there's, there's some big things and some little things. And, you know, like one of the little things, for instance, is we focused very hard and, and really prided ourselves on providing this really full service sort of guest experience. You know, you do order at the counter when you come in and eat at Tacos for Life, but we do everything else for you and we work really hard to serve you well when you're dining in. So, you know, from a management standpoint, from a team, this has always been on, on the dine in and the drive through is such a low percentage that it was, I wouldn't say an afterthought, Heather, by no means, but, but you, you understand it's, it, you know, we were focused on, on dine in. So when you have to go fully to drive through, the focus changes and all of a sudden it's incredible you know, the amount of feedback you start getting from the field of, hey, if we do this, this will save a few seconds. If we do that, and the, the information sharing just exploded throughout the organization. And so we, we really, uh, I would say that the majority of it was just a focus and an effort and in, in, in doing a hundred little things better, you know, to uh, be able to speed it up. Um, we did also roll out, um, we, we had uh, in-app ordering right before the pandemic, we had started it. But we put a, a tremendous amount of communication behind that and, and focus. And so we were able to pull people out of the drive-through that were uh, using the drive-through to uh, pick up to-go orders and so forth and pull them in the curbside uh, spot. So that helped as well. So there's just a, 
you know, it, I wish I could point to, you know, Hey, we did this one thing and that all of a sudden just, you know, made our drive through, but it was really a, a focus and a ton of information sharing and reaction from the field that made that happen. So you have fairly large footprint units for a fast casual. Has this, uh, pandemic situation changed, you know, what future prototypes might look like? You know, that's a good question. We, we, we might shrink a little bit, you know, so our, our, our prototypical standalone building is 3,800 square feet and that has 120 seats in it. And, you know, we're about to uh, begin construction on a, uh, a 3,000 square foot, um, standalone building and so we're, we are exploring that you know we would bring our seat count down to right at 100 uh, with that and uh, we've done some things to optimize the kitchen a little bit but um yeah so we probably will shrink up a little bit uh, i will say there's this balance so that we want to run and and we i still believe uh in my heart that <laughs> at the end of the day when people are very much take out and to go is going to be important. That's going to be the primary driver for us as a brand, but there's still going to be a desire and a need uh, for, to go and eat somewhere and to eat in a place where you feel that it's safe, that you feel comfortable in, that you feel served. And, and we still want to be able to provide that uh, for our guests. So uh, I don't ever see us going to a, you know, fully drive through only uh, concept or anything like that. But uh, so we will probably shrink a little bit in some ways. And then, um, uh, yeah, explore that. But how lucky that you had all those drive-throughs. Uh, you know, a lot of your um, other folks in this segment are really struggling right now uh, for lack of drive-throughs, and they're trying to implement curbside and um, just sort of limp along while their dining rooms are not fully operational. So that's that's great. Did you um, have you shifted labor at all to deploy more people onto the drive-through and and less away from the dining room? Yes, that, that was certainly one of the, the learnings that we found early on was, you know, hey, it might take an extra body here or, you know, uh, for instance, you know, um, where with the drive through percentage being lower beforehand, we might have one person working the window. And so if you're sitting at the window and I'm, you know, cashing you out and handing your, your food, I'm putting the person at the speaker on hold. So that's a, just a little one little thing there that you know, we've tried to really get smart about it. And anybody who listens to this that have worked in drive throughs for years would probably, you know, be, well, duh, of course, but, um, but it, it, it made a big difference for us, you know? So yes, deploying those, those resources and, and focusing our energies on that really has helped. So let's talk about what franchising looks like in this, you know, unprecedented global situation. Are you still seeing interest in that? We are yes. Uh, we've actually signed up a few uh, a few franchisees since uh, since this has started since March. We've had one of our franchisees uh, in North Carolina. He's he's just done a tremendous job. Him and his wife uh, they uh, they opened their second location uh, back in August. So they uh, it, it was pretty it's pretty interesting being out there in Charlotte uh, during their opening because. Uh, we had several guests come in and be like, man, you, you guys must be crazy for opening a restaurant during this time. And, uh, but we're so excited that you did because we wanted a new restaurant to eat at, you know? So, um, so from that standpoint, it's been, it's been really good and encouraging and we're getting a, a ton of interest right now uh, in, in franchising and really see that as a, a very bright spot for us as we grow as a brand. 
So since you came into this concept with without really any restaurant experience, what does the franchise vetting process look like for you? Are you looking for people who've had previous re- fast casual experience or restaurant experience? We are, you know, we're, we're looking for uh, folks that have, uh, have restaurant experience, have strong, strong restaurant experience. Um, and if they don't, if they have had success in other forms of business, that's fine. But we do expect that they bring an operating partner to the table that shares in the, the ownership of the business and the, the operations. So, yes, that's a very uh, important factor to us. So have your growth plans changed at all since, since the pandemic has happened? You know, actually, I would say they've, uh, we've, we've become a little more bullish on growth uh, since the pandemic. So we, um, we hope to open uh, five to seven stores uh, this uh, next year in 2021 and uh, really take off. So, you know, for us as a brand at 18 units, 12 of our stores are company-owned stores. And so we really spent the first, you know, five years building company stores and trying to lay a foundation, prove out the model, the business model, of course. And we feel like we've done that. We feel like we've built a great team. Uh, We have a few gentlemen on our team that that bring uh, just a ton of uh, experience uh, from this industry, have been with some really great brands and helped grow them. And uh, they're here. So they're part, of course, the vetting process and uh, so I think when you combine all that, we're in a really, really strong uh, position to grow and uh, could not be more excited about the, about the future. Are you looking to grow in, in the South there or uh, nationwide? You know, yeah, that's a good question. So we kind of look at everything from, you know, Oklahoma and um, Oklahoma and up and then, you know, all the way from Tennessee and Charlotte, you know, over. So if you kind of take the Southeast and then kind of creep up into the, the Midwest, that's really where we see our growth and, and we see a ton of opportunity there. It's great. Um, what else should I know about Tacos for Life or, or your future plans? Are there things I'm not asking you about? You know, I, that's a good question, Heather. I think, uh, I think we covered everything. I, I think the thing that I would just uh, um, you know, for us as a brand, we were started to help end uh, starvation. And, you know, I said at the beginning of the podcast, we, we were inspired to do this and, and felt, uh, you know, this call to um, help see the fact that 18,000 kids are dying every day from starvation go to zero. And uh, that number is no longer 18,000. It's, uh, it's in the 6,000 range. And so we're just a very, very small part of that, but we're excited and, and, about seeing the day. And we truly believe that we'll see a day when that, that number goes to zero. So we're very motivated to uh, see Tacos for Life grow and see the other good things that are going on in this world. So there's a lot of good things happening right now, even though you don't always hear that, you know, in the news. And uh, we get to see it with Tacos for Life every day because we get to see the excitement and the passion of our guests who are just as excited as us to help uh, see that number go to zero. So... That's wonderful. Well, I so appreciate your time today, Austin. Um, I loved learning more about Tacos for Life, and uh, I look forward to hearing what you guys do in the future. Well, thank you for having us on. 